Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. Now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Has the week off. Mark Holland filling in for Lynette this week with three doctors in studio, the aforementioned Dr. Mixon, Dr. Umat, and uh, Dr. Brazel today. Hi, Dr. Brazel. Hi, Mark. Nice to see you Good again. Good to see you. Hi, Mark. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, Everybody's Mark. vacationing here and there, so yeah. that's the main reason that Lynette's out Well, this we're week. happy to have you back. Yeah, we didn't get to go to Europe, though, for a month. Isn't that where you went? Well, it was only three weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a month. Right. A short month, yes, right. A banker's month. Anyway, yeah, we, we had a great time. But I'm home and running my cute little tush off, so we're going to be just fine. Uh, <laughs> catching up at last. So, yeah, we had a big film crew over at my house this past Wednesday filming a cooking segment for, for as part of the, part of the uh, uh, package they give away for people that donate to public television. Mm. Uh, they get a copy of my new book, and they get a video, etc. So the video does both some exercise and cooking segments. So they get to see what Dr. Mixon does for breakfast. Ah, uh, <laughs> cool. I know you've been talking about your exercise quite a bit and the brain-derived neurotopic factor. Do you want to tell everybody how many push-ups you do yeah, today? Yeah, I was impressed with that. <laughs> I mean, he just pops out and he comes back five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I do about 200 push-ups a day. Wow. Sometimes... Sometimes Damn, two, boy. ten or so. But I don't do them all at once. I mean, reality is I I get up in the morning and I go in and shave. And when I finish shaving, I drop down and I knock out uh, 50 squats. And then I kick out and do 50 to 60 push-ups. Uh, some days I can do 60, some 55. 50 is kind of my base. I never do less than 50. And then... During the day, you know, I sit at that damn computer staring and sucking photons out of the screen hour on end while I'm reading medical journal articles. And so when I get brain fog, I either step over to the window and pick up my dumbbells and do some curls and overhead presses, or I go over behind my couch and drop down and knock out about 40 push-ups. So I don't push to the max. I just do 40, and then I can sit down and concentrate again. Mm. And if I do that about four times a day, that's 160 plus the 50 to 60 I did in the morning, so I'm well over 200 by the time I go home at night. And you're going to be 76 on Monday? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, Jerry. (laughs) Well, that should be an inspiration for others that are listening. Well, I mean, the point is you don't need spandex and a gym. Right. you got a floor, Mm -hmm. and you got gravity, Mm -hmm. and you got your body mass. 
Yeah. You know? And you got to so, have the will and the desire, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the, well, and also the energy and the antibiotic hormone balance that allows you to have the strong bones and muscles that lets you get out and do stuff. Right. Because you remember after I do my, my morning push-ups and squats, then I go have breakfast, and then I go out on the trail and run about three miles, mm-hmm. you know, and then I come to the office. So I have a fairly active day, you know, compared to most elderly Americans, but... Uh, well, even compared to most young Americans, because yeah. they just sit by the computer, most <laughs> of them these days, right? Yeah. But see, I also <laughs> sit at the computer. Yeah. I spend but, yeah. five hours a day doing nothing but reading the latest medical journal articles, uh, which is, you know, my, my great blessing in life because I get to see what the researchers around the world are doing. And then if I find really, really interesting articles, I send them emails and see if they'll answer. And if not, I try to call. And if I still don't get their attention, I use my stationery and I send them a registered certified snail mail that they have to sign for so they get it. And it's more impressive, you see, when they get this thing from the CEO of a company that's a certified mail, then they answer me. And that way I get to find out, because it, it's it's two or three years from the time they finished the research project to the time I can actually read it online. Uh-huh. And so that way I can get to wrangle a visit to their lab Mm-hmm. And I can go and find out what they've been doing in the two or three years since they published that paper. Right. Because I like to know stuff before most people know it. <laughs> and so, and really, you got to realize they do a research article, a research paper. They write it up. They submit it for publication. The publisher says, oh, well, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, so within six months or a year, they say, let's put it out for peer review, and they send it to other doctors. Well, other doctors in the field may not be quite as cutting edge as this guy, so they'll say, well, you really had to tone that down, and we're not sure you can make that claim. And, you, and so then it goes back, and they rewrite it, and then it gets outpeered again, and it goes back and gets rewritten. By the time it actually gets published in the journal, the really juicy stuff has kind of been toned down. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is, what do you really think? Mm. You know, when you did this study, what really occurred to you? And where do you really think this ought to go? Mm. Not just what his peers allowed him to publish. Mm. That's the, the, the joy of peer review is you get more than one guy's eyes on it. Mm. The downside is you get it toned down and make it more conventional. Sure. And yeah. ready for publication. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to go to their lab and find out, A, what did you really think when you finished this? And now, what has that led you to do over the last couple of years since you submitted it? Mm. And where is the real cutting edge? Mm. That's what I want to know. Yeah, no, I I understand that. But, you know, most people don't go to the lengths that you do to find out <laughs> the real stuff, unless if they're in the field themselves and then yeah. they're talking to colleagues because they did an experiment and they want to know what their other colleague in, across the yes. country is doing uh, in That's the right. same field. But when you actually sit down across a, a lunch or dinner table with these guys, you know, you find out stuff that you won't read in the journals Very for a decade, Very if true. ever. Very true. <laughs> because you find yeah. out what they really think. And here's the interesting thing in my life. What is it you're doing for yourself? Yeah. You know, what are you doing for you 
and your loved ones, not what you're publishing, not what the, you know, you can put out in public, but based on your research, how are you changing your own life? Yeah, but sometimes they're not at liberty to say that, right, Jerry? <laughs> it's not the standard of care. Well, Remember that we are I guided understand. by standards of care. That's right, and, and I don't disseminate that stuff on the radio either. Yes. I, I keep that confidential, <laughs> Thank you. but I keep it in my head, and I get to use it in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll tell you things over the second glass of wine that they won't publish. I'm sure so. they will. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure they will. So any plans to go to any conference? You know, I'm looking I'm looking at the age management conference down in Houston in October. October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure about it. I, I keep getting the notices and I keep thinking, eh, do I want to go? Do I not want to do I want to send Samara again? I sent you to the one you in, Florida, in Florida just you know uh -huh. in the spring. So uh -huh. but there are a couple of things there that, but you know, the whole five days, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, It gets long, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I well and I don't think I don't think there's enough stuff that I don't know for to, to devote five days to it. Sure. But I may go for a day or so. We'll mm -hmm. see. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Dr. Brazel, what's happening in your neck of the woods? What's happening in my neck of the woods? Well, over at the office, we're just excited to see more people. We're getting mm -hmm. busy. So mm -hmm. we're also getting excited about our move. New move. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be getting some bigger space, hopefully some more luxuriously beautiful space. Mm -hmm. um, well, it is more luxuriously beautiful for sure. <laughs> so is. we are it excited is. about it. Yes. The date is set at October, September 22nd. Uh, we will be closing early on that Friday, moving on the Saturday and opening back up on Monday, September the 25th in the new location. Mm -hmm. So for all our uh, patients, we will be sending out information for them. There are flyers in the clinics. Please make sure that you uh, pick one up for the location. It is written over there. Yep. Uh, we will close early on Friday, September the 22nd, move on the 23rd, and reopen at our new location on Monday, September the 22nd. And now that you've announced it, <laughs> I hope it's true. Um, uh, okay. What? <laughs> what? Jerry, what do you mean? Do we, are you saying something I don't know? Well, yeah, I am. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh no. We may have a minor glitch. Um, we... The some of the other tenants in the building use a lot of power, and with all the lasers and stuff I'm moving in, we are bumping up against the power supply for the whole building. And so we're working. I spent much of yesterday with the electricians and stuff. We're looking at. We may have to put in an extra transformer in order to get enough power to run all of the lasers and stuff we're bringing in for Bella Medica. <laughs> And so that's important that is yes and uh so anyway we're we're working on a solution and hopefully we're going to keep that date but the bella medica may be shut for an extra couple of days if we have trouble getting enough power. fair enough bella medica will be shut that saturday <laughs> anyways and yeah. uh, you know if they can't use lasers they can still do other things so that's right yeah well and yeah, we we'll, we'll and we got enough out. power for most of the day we just yeah. couldn't turn them all on at the same time because the power um, drain is just more than the building's up to fair enough for now for the first time we will actually have the physical capacity to work them all at the same time because mm -hmm. we have enough rooms you got it. Um, but we you know it'll be a transition phase 
so they're going to mm-hmm. keep the calendars light anyways yep. Uh, yep. because the first few days they're going to find out what's working and what's not so I do know that they're making a conscious effort oh, yeah. um, to keep the calendar what I did say on Beautiful You was you know if you come on in come on give us a hand pick up a box or two and help <laughs> <That's back. right. laughs> yes and no we don't give discounts for box carrying so <laughs> I was just kidding around. (laughs) Why should give out the phone number for people to call in their questions today? It's 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Longevity Medical Clinic is uh, wanting to sign people up for tests, different blood tests going on. The free tests are still in in, in the offing. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about my DNA? (laughs) Uh, You guys were talking about DNA before we went on. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, DNA is the basically the genetic code that allows us to be who and what we are. Um, but that genetic code, that genetic material is damaged as we live uh, by radiation, by free radicals in our system, from blood, higher blood sugar, from high insulin levels. And so your genetic material undergoes what we call methylation. And the older you are, the more methylated sites are found in your DNA, in your basic genetic code. And so they can now measure the methylation state of your DNA. And uh, we are now geared up, signed all the contracts. We'll start doing this for our patients. And at some point, we will do it for some non-patients. We'll have mm-hmm. a, kind of like we did with the gallery test. Right. We'll have a, we'll have an, a, a genetic code age test done. Right. A whole lot less expensive, about 300 bucks or so instead of 1200 bucks. Right. So, right. Yeah. But that, um, that'll let us actually look at how your genetic code is aging, how much your, your, your actual genome is aging and how much it's been damaged by what you have done to yourself or the world has done to you to this point in your life. Right. The interesting thing about that, about that is, is that is being used by some people as a quote, biological aging. Well, there's more to your biological aging than just your DNA, but it is one marker that I think is fairly important. And so we're going to start using that for our patients. And then the interesting thing is we've found that if we can slow down the damage to your DNA, you tend to live happier, more robust, healthier lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so many of the things we do at the clinic are designed specifically to help you age better and in this case, it should show up in your DNA. Right. So we should be able to repeat that test every few years to see how well we have retarded your aging process. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, the company recommends we repeat every six months to one year mm-hmm. so that we can track how they are changing. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the reason I say every year or two is longitudinal is better. Yeah. I'm always interested not in how people do with a short-term change in their lifestyle. I want to see how they're doing over the next decade or two or three. Well, yeah, we have to keep them for a decade or two or three then. <laughs> that's right. We do. Absolutely. But that's the goal. And then, you know, sometimes people forget, right? I see in Bella Medica all the time uh, when they come back and you show them previous pictures and they go, oh, my God, I'd forgotten I look like that. This is incredible. And then once once and twice when they see it and then they go, yeah, 
I remember I looked worse before I came here than I do, <laughs> even though it's now two, three, four years later. <laughs> yes. Well, you've seen my pictures at 50. Yes. <laughs> 26 years later, I prefer the current me than the, the me at 50. <laughs> I haven't seen those photos. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll show them to you. Okay. We'll maybe look at those during the break. 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. With your calls for Leading Edge Medicine, it's brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinic. Taking a quick break. Be back in just a moment. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And stay tuned for more of the show. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question, Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. Welcome to the Hotel California. Leading Edge Medicine. Dr. Mixon just walked back in. I don't know if you got, oh, you got some coffee or some water or something there. I don't know. Green Everybody's, tea. Green tea. There you go. Green tea. Well, last week he brought us a concoction. We all drank it and we're still here. Okay. I was going to tell everybody that when they're listening, they'll notice I'm brighter and smarter. <laughs> I don't know if they'll notice that today or not. What is that elixir? Well, that's a, that's a new supplement that I am in the process of developing. And uh, it, it's kind of different. You know, supplements tend to be pills, mm-hmm. and you got to take pills that way. Mm-hmm. And so you, nobody enjoys taking pills. I don't enjoy it. I take you know probably twenty a day, and I don't really like it. It's just I do it because it's good for me. But it occurred to my company president a while back. You know what we ought to do is find supplements that people want to take. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we really would like people to do is to take something that helps to prevent or help reverse that age-related cognitive decline. You know, it's not a disease. It's just that as you get older, your brain slows down. And just as your muscles are shrinking, so is your brain. You get a little and, fuzz around the edges. Yeah. Well, and you actually get some, some volume loss with aging. Yeah. And there are some supplements that help you prevent that. And that can actually turn it around and improve cognitive function in, in older people. Um, and we could put it in pills, but I also found a really, really great uh, protein isolate that I love the taste of. 
Uh, they actually make it in a, a Thai tea and Vietnamese coffee and, you know, unusual flavors, not just chocolate and vanilla and strawberry. So I, I was trying putting the supplements in the, the, the uh, uh, supplement in the, in the protein Mm-hmm. Amino acid supplement, and uh, fed it to <laughs> <laughs> the guinea pig, <laughs> and she's still here. Wasn't I smart all of last week in the office? That's right. I was brilliant. So no, and it it actually tastes quite nice, you know. But now the question is, okay, now I had to, to buy that stuff from the company that makes it. Can I get a company to make something that tastes as good and you manufacture it with our brain function supplements already in it Mm -hmm. so that you can have that with your breakfast or your lunch snack or something and really enjoy taking your brain supplement. Wouldn't that be neat? It is. It's actually been a strategy for my patients when they have too many pills to take all at once. They got to get them in at breakfast, lunch, dinner, Mm -hmm. and then some are a little bigger than others. I just say, put it in a smoothie, get everything in. It makes it taste pleasant. It goes down. It's easy to digest and it helps them have a meal that they enjoy. That's also getting all their nutrients in. So I love that we're getting something for the brain supplement that'll help absorb that a little bit. Yeah, because the biggest complaint to date about the brain supplement has been just the size of the pill. The number of pills, yeah. And, And some of them are really pretty big. Big, yeah, they are. And, you know, our, our efforts to have them cut it have not really worked well. But we know that it works because our patients tell us that they do better when they're on them. And I can tell when I'm talking to them, you can hear the difference. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we, we know the supplementation works. The problem is to get it in a small enough volume and in a good enough taste and something that people actually enjoy taking. So right. we probably won't have that available till you know first quarter of next year. But that was that was what you were. Yeah. That's what you were sampling last week. All right. Okay. Well, I think I, I think what I'm saying to you is I want more. <laughs> it was a good week, Samara. It was right. a great week, wasn't well, it? Well, we actually have our first call this morning about supplements, and that uh, number to call for you to get on is eight hundred four six five eight seven seven zero. Going to Jan in Kirkland with a question about supplements. Good morning, Jan. Good, good morning, morning, Jan. Good morning. Um, it's I in two weeks. I'm having a carpal release sur- surgery, uh-huh. and I have the thing from the doctors, and they say I'm a whole week ahead of time. I'm to take stop all um, blood thin. Well, some some of the stuff I'm not on, but all anti-inflammatories, vitamins, herbals, and supplements. Uh-huh. And this is for a 15-minute procedure, which I will not be totally, I'll just sort of be in la-la land. <laughs> and and I was just wondering, what supplements do I really need to, and, and I, I know that fish oil, I you know, a few days, but how long beforehand and so forth, because if I'm without my relief factor and, and everything else for a week, I'm going to be climbing the walls. Uh, no, I agree. Okay. Well, with Relief Factor, you know, there's the two dry pills and then the two small yeah, omega-3s. Right, yeah. Skip right, the omega-3s. Yeah, okay. But you can still take the dries. Those will not won't yeah. cause problems unless you're on something like Eloquist. No. no. But if she's not, then we, we shouldn't no. have to worry about Sometimes that. Sometimes they ask people to restrict the turmeric. I know. I know. But the dose of the turmeric, turmeric is low enough in this. Um 
if your doctor tells you don't eat any Indian or Vietnamese food for a week in advance, then you should you should stop the the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been told that. Right. Yeah, because really the amount of turmeric in the relief factor in a single daily dose is about the same as you get in a decent curry. So, yeah. oh. <laughs> all right. oh, 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 okay. Well, what about all the other supplements? You know, because I I take you know the normal fistful, and yes. and you know, and I and I'm, I was waiting how long beforehand I should stop because a week seems a little bit um, it is. extreme. Yeah. But it depends on which ones, and I don't know your supplement list. Um, you, I take it you're a patient. Yes. Okay. And would Dr. Umet be your doctor? Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Then since Samara is your doctor, and although quite frankly I doubt she remembers all of your supplements either, um, but you know, the the idea would be to have your your longevity doctor go through your list and look at those things that might actually uh, inhibit your clotting. And have you yeah. stop those things instead of stopping everything. Because some of the things that you take as, quote, supplements are actually pro-hormones. Things like the dehydroepiandosterone, the, yeah, the DHEA, right. the pregnenolone. Yeah. Those are things your body really needs to heal. And right. so to repair the damage of the surgery, you know, you need those. You don't want to stop them. But, yeah. you know, there may be a few things like the omegas that you really do want to stop. So... The, the advantage of being our patient, when you're going to have surgery, contact your longevity doctor. Tell them that during working hours when they have access to your chart, not on the radio on Saturday when they yeah, can't see right. your chart. Okay, and then she can look and see exactly what you're taking and tell you what you need to hold before surgery. Okay. Sounds good. I'll call Monday morning and get get it, yep. try to get find a time slot. Sounds, sounds good. good. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, sounds good, Jen. We'll do it for you next week. Um, uh, now that I, that I know that you're looking for this, then it'll be easier, and I'll let the team know to watch for your call, okay? Okay, fine. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. Thank you, Jen, a longevity yeah. clinic, clinic uh, person uh, calling today. And you don't have to be part of the Longevity Medical Clinic to call in your question today. We want to take all calls today at 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. That was a question about supplements. I know you guys really believe in supplements. I started taking Relief Factor for the first time since I've seen you last. Oh, yeah? And uh, feeling feeling better. Yep. And t- tell us again, what is in Relief Factor? <laughs> what were the you know, fish oils in there? Well, yeah, we got four things in there. Uh-huh. And all four things have individual peer-reviewed literature saying they decrease inflammatory reactions and pain. Um, but they're, they're not like aspirin or Tylenol. They don't knock down the pain right now. What they do is they decrease your body's inflammatory response. And then over time, the longer you take it, the better it works. And so you need to take enough of it long enough, but it decreases that baseline inflammatory reaction. Uh, so it has the omega-3s. It has curcumin, which is the active ingredient in the turmeric. It has resveratrol. And it has Icarin. Hmm. Now, the first three, you can buy at almost any supplement store, the Omegas, the the Icarin, and the turmeric, although you'll end up paying more for it 
than you will for for the relief factor because you have to buy them individually. You're not getting them as a package. The Icarin is the only one that most people say, well, what is that? I've never heard of it. If you've ever been to a convenience store, you know, gas station convenience stores, at the uh, front counter, they sell the Icarin as an aphrodisiac. It's supposed, yeah, it's it's always called something like, um, uh, you know, male enhancement or super sex or something like that. It actually is extracted from a, a, a plant called horny goat weed. And I don't know if it's the name horny goat weed that makes them think it's an aphrodisiac or not. But it actually does seem to enhance um, erectile function in men and some degree of libido in women. Uh, it got that, that uh, name because... Uh, sheep herders found that when their animals ate this particular weed, they uh, got anxious to reproduce. Hmm. So they started selling it for as an aphrodisiac for people. Well, I don't use it as an aphrodisiac. I put it in there because it's also a potent anti-inflammatory and it is a stem cell activator. It actually helps your stem cells to repair and grow new tissue more effectively to repair the damage that's causing you the pain and the inflammation in the first place. And so, but then I figured, you know, if you get a little extra oomph in your sex drive as a side effect, that's acceptable. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) as side effects go, it's one of the better ones. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so those are the four ingredients. Icarin, resveratrol, omega-3s, and Curcumin. Mm-hmm. And starting off with taking it three times a day, I think is what Three times a day. Yeah. And, you know, when I do something stupid and really hurt myself, I'll go to four a day. Four. <laughs> yeah. Two in the morning, two at night. But we don't recommend that long term. If you've got a short term injury and you need some help for a few days, four a day, the problem is that the, the omega-3s, if you raise that dose too high... You start raising your triglyceride levels in some people. Mm. And the higher triglycerides is not something we want to have in people, especially those with cardiovascular risk. So when I, you know, twist my knee or my ankle or something out on the trail, I'll go to four a day for two or three or four days till everything cools off and then I drop it back down. Mm. I figure, you know, I'll accept the higher triglycerides for three or four days to get rid of the pain. So. Okay. Well, I have type 2 diabetes, so maybe I should be careful with the omega-3 part of it. You should be, yes. yeah. I'd, I'd keep it at no more than three a day for you. Okay. Okay. Okay, that opens up some phone lines because we had our own questions here in the studio. 800-465-8770. Call in your questions for the doctors today, Dr. Mixon, Dr. Umat, and Dr. Brazel, all standing by to take your call. 800 800- This is Leading Edge Medicine, brought to you by Longevity Medical Clinic. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770.
Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425 425- 251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. Saturday do number to call with your health questions. 800 800- Four six five eight seven seven zero. Still need people to call in today as we're waiting for some calls. We were going to have uh, one of the doctors tell us more about the free health analysis appointment. Sure. Um, so that's your uh, segue into Longevity Medical Clinic because a lot of time people don't know what we do or how we do it. Your health analysis visit allows you to spend um, some time with one of our medical providers in Kirkland and Linwood and uh, with one of our advocates in the Tacoma team. She's amazing, by the way, and, and the doctors obviously know what we're doing. You do two things in the clinic. You do a blood test and you do a um, in-body. In the blood test, we look for glycosylated hemoglobin levels, which is a risk factor for prediabetes. Basically, what we're trying to get to is how much sugar is in the bloodstream and because sugar is damaging to the cells and 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 what can you expect if those levels continue to rise? Most predominantly, it's a risk for peripheral neuropathies, dementia, cancer, and it impacts on your longevity. And then the in-body is a machine where we look at uh, your visceral fat level versus your muscle mass. So we're trying to not just tell you based on your height, you have, you know, your normal weight or overweight or underweight or obese. What we're looking for is what is the muscle to fat ratio? Because visceral fat, which is the fat surrounding the internal organs is dangerous, and it can cause disease. And if your levels are high, then you are at a risk for chronic diseases like diabetes, um, cancer, degenerative joint disease. And we want you to know what your risk profile is so that you can change the trajectory of your future. You can improve upon the markers and you can be better tomorrow than you are today. And 
today for the first time in history that is really possible. So your um, medical provider um, will basically talk to you about our program. And at the end of that visit, which is completely free, you can decide whether you want to do a discounted blood draw, which is a whole panel looking into tons and tons of different things. Now, there is a charge for that blood draw because you will come back to review those results with one of our doctors and you'll spend one hour. And remember, before your visit, your doctor has spent a lot of thought into what you would need, how they can help you. And when they talk to you for the one hour, they will give you your test results, but they'll also lay out a plan of how they can help you improve yourself on the inside and out um, if you become a patient of ours. And they will follow through on that plan. It'll require modifications depending on how you respond. But what I tell everybody is that the beauty of longevity is actually once you become a patient, because that's when they can institute uh, whatever you need, whether it is food sensitivity testing, whether it's IV therapies, uh, whether it is more genetic testing, micronutrient test, or the cardiac inflammatory panel, whatever you need, they will home in on that and they will look for how they can help modify the damage that you have done to yourself or that life has done to you and make it so that you are healthier and better off tomorrow. And that's our whole premise. It's finding out what is not working and giving you the tools to fix it. So it's a functional medicine approach. We work on the foundations. We help make your foundations stronger so that when life happens to you, you are in a better position to deal with what it's bringing your way. Okay, that sounds like a wonderful uh, thing to find out. Uh, the two free tests, you can book that uh, appointment at one of our clinics, Kirkland, T Tacoma, or Linwood, and you call for that appointment. It's 866-86-YOUNG, 866-86-YOUNG, and you can also schedule that appointment at lmclinic.com. Getting some calls coming in now. We have a call from Dorothy. In Covington, she has a question about dental procedures. Good morning, Dorothy. What's your specific question for the doctors? Good morning, Dorothy. Good morning. Um, I just got a refill on my prescription for Desantinib, uh, since this will be the third time I've taken it. And I was going to start taking it today, but then I got thinking that I have a dental procedure coming up on Monday where they're going to seed a crown. And... I've kind of had this suspicion that that might not be a good time to take the Santinib, you know, to give a whack to your immune system, right, when you're having mm -hmm. stuff done in your mouth that, you know, potentially could release a lot of bacteria into your body. So Certainly what are your can. thoughts on that? I'd wait till about Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Wait it's till not, Wednesday. You know, yeah, it's that. not going to okay, hurt what? you. Yeah, the fascinating thing with, you know, with the Desantinib is, it takes you several six to eight weeks to rebuild your load so that you need to knock it down a little bit again. So, uh, you know, delaying taking the medicine two or three days is going to do you no harm at all. So, just Right. I was just concerned, you know, about if no. you have any release of bacteria from the dental absolutely. procedure. No, absolutely. Okay. You know, it's really kind of fascinating. I, I was unaware until a week or two ago that there is a correlation with people who have some dental procedures such as um, a root canal with developing lupus a few weeks later 
Yeah, systemic lupus erythematosus. It turns out that there are some bacteria in the mouth that when they get into the bloodstream are close enough to our own tissues. They they have protein sequences in the bacteria that are close enough to what some humans have in in their connective tissues that in fighting those bacteria, you actually then make an antibodies that will attack parts of your own body, your own connective tissues. And so there is a rise in systemic lupus erythematosus, an autoimmune disease where you attack yourself in people that have had root canals because of the bacteria that get spread. Isn't that fascinating? So yes, by all oh, means, <laughs> yeah, by all means, <laughs> protect yourself. <laughs> you know, um, so yes, take take care, my dear, and minimize those, that bacterial load that you can get into your bloodstream. You know, um, during the board certification for the A4M, Dr. Smith was very adamant that root canal procedures are not the best thing on the planet. Because remember, no. there was a time when people were doing them, oh, did them more the frequently. Yeah. But um, I wonder if this was one of the reasons, and there might be others that um, she was advising not to go in for root canal. Take care of your dental hygiene. Yeah. So that you don't need procedures like root canal. Yeah. This particular patient had a had a tooth that, for some unknown reason, in otherwise perfectly healthy mouth, mm. one tooth died. Oh. And so they went in and did a root canal. Okay. Um, because you know, as it was dying, it was causing problems. <laughs> so they they did the root canal rather than extract the tooth. Mm. But they turned positive for systemic lupus. Had a had a total body pain. Mm and swelling uh, from head to toe that lasted several weeks and then it, it would reoccur and reoccur and turns out her her, um, her anti-nuclear antibody turned positive and went up to one in 168 or thereabouts and uh, a speckled pattern looks for all the world like systemic lupus mm-hmm. triggered by a root canal. Interesting. Hmm. There's also been some correlation with those dental bacteria with heart disease and now mm-hmm. also suspicion for uh, onset of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's this. It's in your mouth. It's in your gut. If it's in your gut, it's in your blood. You have to be very careful about yeah. what's in there. And that's yep. good cleaning, but also uh, the procedures, you're a little bit more vulnerable. So be yeah. careful. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can predict who would be uh, risk fact, who would be at risk and therefore let them know ahead of time. Well, of course, the, the trick there, though, is that there's there are protein sequences on the bacteria that your your body makes antibody to attack. And in those particular susceptible individuals, they have the the same sequence on some of their connective tissues. Probably, eventually, as we're doing more and more total genomes on people, we we will identify that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and say, okay, these people are are risk this, and these people are risk for that, and we'll be able to identify who is at risk for a variety of diseases throughout their life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that technology because right now it's spendy, but it is available. Uh, it's just that we don't know all the connections. We don't know what correlates with what right That's now. Right. We do know some, but not everything. Well, they're finding more. You know, yeah. the, the first time they did the, a whole human genome on one person, it took 10 years and $25 million of research time mm. okay, to do one person. Mm. Now you can do someone's total genome. For three thousand dollars, 
yeah. <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, but we can do it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. About, it's yeah. a, it, the actual cost is about three grand. Now, some yeah. people are charging six, eight, ten to do it. Yeah. But for $3,000, you can actually do a full genome right. on one individual. Right. The question right. is, now that we know what all of these little amino acid sequences are on you, what do they mean? Yeah. And that's what they're still putting together. Right. Right. No, but the point being that dental hygiene is very, very important. And it is a hallmark for diseases otherwise elsewhere in your body. So please, everybody, pay attention and go say hi to the dentist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been asking my patients who are getting root canals or have a long history of a lot of periodontal work to see if they can get their mouth cultured. It's not as easy as you'd think. So I'm making the requests, but no one's been able to come back with, yep, my, my dentist was able to do it. Okay. So hopefully that'll be more available in the future. You want to hear something a little bit off the wall? Okay. <laughs> Nothing off the wall. My brain is full of off the wall stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the people that are on rapamycin long term, mm-hmm. you know, the people that have had transplants and stuff and they're taking daily rapamycin, it almost totally abolishes oral gen- or gum disease, gingival disease. Really? Gingivitis just goes away on those people. Mm. And so some of the folks that are using rapamycin are actually having a rapamycin mouthwash made or a rapamycin put into their toothpaste so, <laughs> <laughs> so that they can get a low-dose rapamycin when they brush their teeth just right in the, in the mouth to protect their, their gums, which I, I thought was kind of fascinating. Uh, you know, I mean, I've had the compounded pharmacist make some for my some in, a, uh, in a hair lotion. <laughs> Not for the teeth. But not for my teeth. But yeah, you don't want your teeth black. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, they. Um, it, it, so, but they are. They it, because the the observation has been that it clears up. You know, if you're taking the rapamycin for other reasons, it also clears up your gingival situation. And so, they're such responsive tissue. It's a good way to. And it grows fast and heals quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. fascinating. So, Love it. Okay, Dorothy, <laughs> does that help? Yeah. It oh, does, oh. and I have another question for you. Okay, we need um, to take a quick break. Am, Why don't you hold, hold, hold on, Dorothy? We're okay. going to take a quick break. Uh, hold you on through the break. We also have Brandon and Carl holding on, and uh, we can take your call as well. 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. Call with your questions today. Dr. Mixon, Dr. Umat, and Dr. Brazel all in studio to take your questions. 800-465-8770. Back in just a moment. Leading edge medicine. Leading edge medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more of the show. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson is great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. 
And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in mind. With a nine-foot grand, a ten-piece band, and a twelve-through-four's line. Hey, more dancing in the studio today as we're getting ready to take your calls at 800-465-8770. Call in your questions for Dr. Mixon, Dr. Umat, and uh, guest physician today, Dr. Brazel, as well. And we had a little bit more of a conversation with Dorothy. More questions about dental issues, Dorothy. What was your second question? Well, my second question involves I'm due for my five-year colonoscopy. Um, uh-huh. About 20 years ago, I had three benign polyps removed. So they okay. kind of put you on this schedule. Sure. And my mom's side of the family has colon cancer, so it isn't something you want to mess with. True. Um, but in the meantime, and since the last colonoscopy, I had joined longevity, and I'm a lot more concerned about my brain cells now. And I know uh-huh. that they use anesthesia for your colonoscopy. And I'm wondering, is that something I have to worry about? Generally, no. Most of the time, the the it's actually an IV sedation instead of a true anesthesia. Uh, mm-hmm. They almost never use inhalation anesthetics these days for colonoscopies. They just give you a, a little bit of a very short-acting benzodiazepine that will just knock you down, make you fall asleep, but not suppress your breathing and your heart rate and so on. And then they can reverse it. When they're done with the procedure, they can give you another shot to turn it off, bing, and you're right back up. Okay, well, that answers my question because I, you know, don't know a lot about what they, what anesthesias they use. So mm-hmm. that answers yeah. my question. So thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Have a nice one. Right. Okay, thank you, Dorothy. That moves us to the next line, line two, Brandon in Bellevue. You have a question for the doctors. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Oh, for for the last three or four weeks, uh, I've had diarrhea, uh, uh, maybe having to feel like I have to go for a bowel movement Mm -hmm. three or four times a day and what have you. And when I do go, it's fairly soft and runny and what Mm -hmm. have you. And I, I think I must have contracted some type of bug or something that I can't seem to get rid of. Well, it's possible. You know, if there's been no changes in your diet and you haven't been traveling, um, then, you know, we have to consider what else is, is going on. Have you changed any medications, for instance? No. Okay, and no, no changes in your supplements? No, no. Okay. Because sometimes some of the supplements like magnesium and so on will give you loose stool. Um, right, even high right. dose omega-3s. Okay. How old are you? Uh, 75. Okay. And when was your last colonoscopy? Mm, well, I, I haven't had one for 40 or 50 years. 
That's what I was thinking. Okay, you need to go and get one. Okay. Anytime I see a, a person over 50 or 60 that has a sudden and lasting change in bowel habit, you, doctors have to worry about two things, okay? Always. We worry about what is the most common cause, things that just happen. And that can be supplements and medicine changes and diet changes and exercise changes. But then we also have to think about what are the worst things that could do this. And that can be things like a colon cancer. So any significant change in bowel habit in someone your age says, "Mm, let's make sure it's not one of the really nasty things like a colon cancer. So if you were a few years younger, I'd say contact your, your insurance carrier and have them send you out a kit where you can just do a stool test. And that will screen for colon cancer, and it's about 98% accurate. But those tests give a little bit of a false positive when you're 75 and up. So sometimes it'll say you have one when you don't. But even then, if it said you had one, then you have to go in and get your colonoscopy to double-check it. But since you haven't had one in, in you know decades... I'd say, eh, go get a colonoscopy, let them take a look. And while they're in there, they can do stool cultures and so on and find out what's going on in your bowel. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't take a chance. Don't, take, don't do the typical male thing. Okay. You're at 80% of the healthcare costs or healthcare decisions in America are made by women, not by their men. In fact, uh, our wives and girlfriends make a lot of our health care decisions for us. They say, hey, stupid, go do this. And we say, yes, dear, and we go do it. Because the problem is when a woman sees something changed that is bad, they tend to say, hmm, something bad is happening. I ought to go find out what it is. When a man sees something really bad happening, he says, hmm. Me and Rambo, we're manly men. We can work our way through this. And we ignore it until we're in really, really deep trouble. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, I, I love being a man. I love being male. But I have to recognize that while we have wonderful virtues, ask any man, we'll tell you how wonderful we are. We also have a few drawbacks, and one of those is we tend to go into, into denial about our health problems. All right? So, go, okay. go talk to you. All right. Okay, Brandon. Okay, don't be foolish, my friend. Hope that Bye-bye. helps. Okay. Oh, okay, thank you. All right, that opens up a line for you. If you're listening today with your health care question, call in now, 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. We have Carl on next. I think he's calling from Houston with a question for the doctors. Good morning, Carl. What's your question? Good morning, Carl. Hi, Dr. Mixon. I had a uh, calcium score a few months ago. Uh, they didn't tell me that morning I should not have caffeine, but it was about six hours after I had the caffeine, so I thought, well, I'll go ahead and get the calcium score. So uh, given that, uh, do you think it would have been maybe abnormally high or abnormally low due to the caffeine? I don't think the caffeine is going to affect it much at six hours out. Yeah, did you put cream and sugar in your coffee? 
No. Okay, then it didn't have any impact <laughs> no. on it. No. I think it's mostly the heart flutter yeah. while they're trying to yeah, uh, get right. the images lined up. Yeah, they, they don't want you to have tachycardia. They don't want your heart racing. It's just yeah, a nice, oh. normal heartbeat just gives them a prettier picture, okay? Caffeine okay. never gives me tachycardia. It, it keeps me awake. It gives you cardia. Yeah. It, yeah. Keeps cardia. it keeps my heart alive. That's right. Yeah. We are all caffeine yeah. fiends around here, so, you know. Yeah. I'm 73 and they I'm 73 they told me that this I'm 73 they told me the score was 26 and they said oh, that was acceptable but I yeah, thought it's more uh, than acceptable. You know, Dr. Mixon is the Dr. Mixon's the kind of guy who would say it should be zero. So well, it yeah. should it should be zero but it's not and you know People call in and say, my score was 480, and that's when we say, well, let's go do your rest of your studies. If you're under 100, I'm not excited about it. Okay, You're, okay. you're in your 70s, and you're, and you're in the mid-20s. My friend, you're doing just great. You have treated yourself well, or you've just been blessed with genome that puts up with your foolishness. One or the other. Okay, the other thing is, I have some left arm pain, but it I, it's it seems to be positional. If it, I sleep in a certain way on my left side, uh, okay. but you know it still bothers me. So, in view of that, what would be better for me to cal uh, to get tested a calcium score or a chemical PET scan? Well, the PET scans are probably more precise. The calcium score tells me that you've had long term inflammation in these blood vessels. See, what people don't realize is that the inflammatory changes in your arteries are what cause that plaque to form. And when the plaque first forms, it's soft and malleable, and it can actually rupture and trigger a heart attack. So your body reacts to that inflammatory plaque by infiltrating it with calcium. Okay. That calcium score tells me these are old, stable plaques that your body has, has protected you against a long time ago. The theory is that if you've got a lot of old calcium plaques, you've probably also got some fresh new ones that aren't going to show up on the CAT scan. Whereas the other studies where we're actually doing magnetic resonance, those will show us your, your soft plaque too. And so that'll show us hard and soft plaque. It's just a much more expensive study. And so most people opt to screen with a calcium score. But if they're really worried, they'll either do a, um, a stress echo. They'll put you on a, a treadmill and exercise you and then watch your heart with ultrasound to see how well it's contracting and what your ejection fractions are, how efficiently you're pumping blood will be able to watch that wall, or they can do, again, the, the um, enhanced MRIs and get an even better view. Does that okay. answer your question? Yep. Yeah, uh, okay. another quick one, if you have time. Uh, I, uh, I'm wondering about genetic testing. Uh, you hear they're learning more and more about genes that might mm -hmm. predispose you to cancer. And so mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is, is it useful to get some kind of general genetic testing to let you know about this? And if so, what kind of 
specialist gives that kind of testing. Uh, what do you think about that? Okay, well, there's two different things to tell you about that. First of all, yes, genetic testing is identifying more and more risks and protective genes all the time. Um, golly, it's probably been 15 or 20 years ago that um, 23andMe came out and they started running genomes and they were checking several hundred different sites and they were giving pretty comprehensive reports on things that you, you know put you at risk and didn't. And then the FDA came in and said, you can't do that. We have not approved you giving this. So you, your laboratory test is a new unapproved drug. And I said, information is a drug? Well, according to the federal government, yes. Telling you things they haven't approved of is a drug, uh, at least according to the feds. But then we all know that federal bureaucrats tend to be morons in the first place. Um, they give them IQ tests, and if they fail, they hire them. But um, they've been working with the feds, and over the years, they're getting more and more things they can tell you about. They actually test a lot more than they put in your report. All right. But what you can do is you can have that full report downloaded, and you send it to other companies that will search the entire National Institute of Health database for these sequences and give you a lot more information about what your genome tells you. So you kind of have to work around it, but it can be done. The other thing to consider, if you have a strong family history of cancers, you can go to your local cancer uh, place. Like here we have Fred Hutchinson. It's a big uh, cancer mm -hmm. treatment center, and they have genetic counselors. And they used to be restricted from the general public, and now they're pretty... Uh, open to non-patients who aren't getting treated for cancer, family members of mm -hmm. cancer patients or people with high suspected risk, they can get the genetic counseling and they'll talk to you, find out who had what and figure out which panel you should get. And sometimes insurance covers it, sometimes yeah. it's a few hundred dollars, but in the last couple of years that's now available. And if what you're looking for is, am I going to get melanoma because my grandmother had it, those would be the kind of people you'd want to talk yeah. to. But you know, the fascinating thing is that it's not just the genome. Remember, genome puts you at propensity. Okay, People with the same gene, one will get cancer, the one won't. And so there are very few genes that put you at super high risk. You know, um, but... How to, how to apply this properly. Um, you, can, you can look at other factors. For instance, did you realize 51% of the liver and gallbladder cancers in America are triggered by being overweight? Okay, Body fat causes most of the liver and gallbladder cancers in America. It causes 48% of the esophageal cancers in men. It causes 30-some percent of the uterine cancers in women. Uh, so just that one factor, body weight, has an enormous impact on your genome, on which genes will be active and which genes won't be. So lifestyle is important. I'm afraid the music tells me i got to go, but thank you for your call, sir. Thanks, Carl, and that opens up a line for you, 800-465-8770. Back with more Leading Edge Medicine after the top of the hour break.